0: Green Mountain Dental Group. We've had several DNVR listeners switch over to Green Mountain Dental Group over the years and make them their permanent family dentist. Those listeners have personally reached out and let us know how great their experience was, and have thanked us for leading them to such a wonderful practice. There's honestly nothing more rewarding than hearing that from our listeners, so please tell us about your experience if you made the switch. If you don't know, Green Mountain Dental Group is in Lakewood, and they're the best damn family-owned dentist in the metro area, as well as extreme Colorado sports fans just like us. So head on over to Green Mountain Dental Group today and schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam to get yourself a free Sonicare toothbrush. to the DNBR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNBR when you sign up for a new account and get amazing odds boost. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by A.J. Hayfley, who may or may not be on the wrong mic. I can never tell these days, but...
1: The world never knows, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's hard to tell. Uh, yeah, definitely on the correct mic now. All right. Uh, in any case, we're back from the weekend. Hope everyone had a wonderful weekend. Uh, today's show is going to be a little bit of a, of a look ahead, I suppose, because we spent all of last week kind of looking at the abs roster depth. Well, the week before that, I suppose. Last week, we had a bunch of fun. But uh, this week, we're looking ahead a little bit and seeing Some of the things the Avs are going to be facing through the next year and and more specifically at the end of the year, when you look at the Avs lineup, really they have two major free agents coming. They have a handful of, of other guys at the bottom of their lineup that are UFAs as well. But for guys that play in their top six that have significant impacts on their lineup every night... They have Andre Burakovsky and Nazem Kadri as UFAs.
1: Yeah, and like you mentioned, like there are some other guys. You know, Valmachushkin's going to go into into a free agency and probably get way too much money. Yep. Um, we don't know what's going to happen. the The entire goaltending position is set to be uh, going into Total UFA. Ufa. yeah. Brian um, Murray going to have a chance to to go back into UFA. So that, it's not that it's not that these are the only guys just that I think these are the key guys. These are yep. the these are like these are these are guys with a whole lot on the line this year. Right.
0: They're playing for potentially big boy contracts. The the type of stuff that let's face it if they play well enough the Owls probably can't afford them. Um uh, that's just the reality of the situation, but with with that being said, right off the bat, AJ, who's who's more important this year, Berkey or Kadri? More important? Yep.
1: Uh, I guess Kadri by default, by Just position. I, yeah. yeah. You know. Okay. But really, they need them both. If they get one and not the other, they're in the same place. Sure. A hole in their top six, regardless. Yeah. <laughs> well especially cuz it's an unsettled top 6 going into the season. Yep. So sure. if they if one of those guys has a has a down year, they're going to they're going to really struggle.
0: No argument. So they
1: they need them. They need them both.
0: Just uh, was a little curious potentially how replaceable Newhook could come into the center conversation there, but I suppose he could play wing as well. Um either way, yeah turns out top six players are, in fact, important. Um,
1: Hard to find.
0: Yeah. we talked about a lot uh, last week. The Avs very likely, you know, barring unforeseen things, aren't going to be as flexible when it comes to effective top six players. Yeah. No doubt the we'll good- players
1: rotate through, but... It's a good it's a good way to put it they because i think they're gonna have more options but yeah. that's because their options aren't as good right where it's like oh you've you, instead of last year where they had Saad and donskoy and you know as as like a in in the wings of JT Comfer, this year they've got Comfer like first in line right with with a somewhere in there with new hook where you're yep. just like ah uh,
0: After that, you start having conversations about Nachushkin or a Darren Helm or something crazy. So, (laughs) I think AJ's face says it all Uh, on that one. But,
1: Darren Helm gets into their top six, you know, he's gonna. I mean, it won't at
0: least one game
1: up there. Yeah, I'll say, like, it won't surprise me when, like, something happens. Yeah. uh, And Darren Helm, like, spends a game up there or. Darren Helm pops out onto a power play, and Twitter loses its collective mind, and is, no, you got to fire the head coach!" (laughs) All righty, yeah.
0: On the next when that happens, I suppose, but
1: yeah, and then we get to we get to talk about it.
0: But yeah, either way, um. Yeah, it, I suppose you could throw Nachushkin and Kemper into the conversation of players that the Avs are most likely to lose at the end of the year as well.
1: Well, I don't even want to, um, most likely to lose, I'm we don't have any idea. I think that the reason why I kind of mentally write off Nachushkin is because I think somebody is going to overpay
0: him. He's the exact type of player player that gets a, a JT com for Dionis Donskoy type contract, right? And
1: he's the, the exact kind of, do you remember Benoit Pouliot? Yeah. That's exactly what's going to happen is that he is going to roll into free agency and a, a team like an Edmonton is going to throw five years and $4 million per year at him. And Colorado should be like, Want no part of that. No. Yeah, like I am. Like we love what Nuke brings. He did. It's all good and well. We it is way too limited of a dude to be to be going that route. No. Yep. Yeah, it, it's... And that's where I think. That's why I think. Like Nachushkin, if I have to look at any of these guys and say, which one, which one is most likely to to walk, it's which it's gonna be him. Yeah. Because he's he's going to get money. Somebody's going to throw real money at him in the offseason. Sure, sure. And Colorado just shouldn't do it. Uh, they, they can because they're going to have right around $28 million in cap space, which sounds like a lot, but we just went through this. When you start to $6 million here and $5 million here and $6.5 million there, all of a sudden it's all gone
0: that when you're paying north of four million to non top six players, yeah. It's a tough sell, man. Yeah. It's a tough sell for sure. And, yeah. and this is a conversation about Berkowski and Kadri as well. Both of them making significantly over four million dollars already. So yeah. there are significant expectations there.
1: Berkey of 4.9, he's coming off the best two years of his career uh, in which he had 45 and 44 points. Uh, he went 20 and 25 and 19 and 25 in 58 and 53 games played, respectively. Yep. So at 20 and I think he's 26 right now. When's his birthday? Oh, it's in February. Okay. So he's 26. He'll be, he will have just turned 27 in his off season and that's a guy that you pay i, like I the
0: prime I, of his career
1: i i know that you're always like oh give him 6 million and shut up aj but yep. for me it's burkovsky it's it's i want to know about the price before anything else i, I want to know price i don't mind term i'm not worried about term i think that that shot is going to age like a fine wine it's going to be <laughs> something that that goes deep into his thirties. He could, he could have a very solid Milan. Hey, kind of aging curve where later in his thirties, he's no longer a 20 goal guy, but he's still giving you some goals here and there.
0: Ends up as a little bit of a power play turret later in his career. Things like that.
1: But But for right now, for, for the prime of his career, I mean, that's, you know, that's, I'm not afraid of a six year deal, seven year deals, seven year deals almost always scare me unless they're for star players. But, I'm not afraid of that kind of deal with Burakovsky. It's it's more yeah. of a I want I, I want to see where it goes money wise, but that's a dude that at the heart of his career it's really yeah it's it, really easy to say as a 20 goal scorer uh, who has who has been well he's had two very different playoffs so that's that's probably going to keep that value down immediately well, uh, that uh, yeah that to me
0: is even if. I'd love six years, even looking at four or five, you know, if that number comes in at six and or six and a half, I personally would be disappointed if the apps didn't find a way to get that done with Berkey. Yeah. If it's seven, seven and a half, then you're starting to talk about ridiculously expensive numbers. But
1: I mean, just look at this off season and I have a really, I would say I, w- I have a hard time with six and a half. But I think six would probably be fine.
0: I'd do six for sure. Um, i'd pr- i do six and a half if it gets it done today. Obviously, you mm-hmm. know, if he puts up a twenty point season or something next year, it's a completely different conversation. But yeah,
1: so I guess that's that's the other part of this is how aggressively should Colorado be looking at trying to do this now? Yeah, just to get a deal
0: done before he makes himself even more expensive potentially or cheaper as well. That depends. Um, Because there certainly is a conversation there of, uh, especially a player, uh, this is not for Kadri, but for Burakovsky specifically, we talk about it with everyone. He's going to be 27. This is his first time being a proper, unrestricted free agent. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Players like that get a chance to get really paid one time. Mm -hmm. So is it possible for the Avs to just take free agency out of the equation for
1: him and get a deal done early? Yeah. Berkey's also in the position where he's done okay for himself. Mm -hmm. He's made about 16 mil up to this point in his career with another 4.9 headed his way. But I think... uh, I think with 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 Berkey, I just how it finished. You probably have to wait.
0: Sure, not consistent enough in the playoffs.
1: Because the the middle the middle ground of what is what we kind of expect for him in the in the postseason. Yep. Because two years ago he had seventeen points in fifteen games including seven goals, and, and then he had one goal in ten games in this in this last postseason, and it's like, oh, okay, somewhere in between here is kind of where we're right, expecting him, right. where, where he should be. Like, that's where expectations have him is, like, the average of those two. Yep. But in in the third year, assuming that they do make the playoffs and all that, which should be a given this year, um, where, where – where does he go? What does he do? How well does he play? And I think that should play a big role in where the next contract goes. I don't agree with our chat that says if he sucks again this playoffs, I let him walk. I don't. Yeah. I don't think that you can afford to just let well, on a side
0: top six players walk. It's a hard sell.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. It's really tough to just let guys like that leave because then okay, well you came into the office and you already needed to. You already needed to to replace Brandon Sod, essentially. Right. Um Do you want to go
0: through the same thing again next offseason? Right. That
1: and is- then possibly needing to replace Burkos or um Kadri and okay. then Burkhaws. And it's just like <laughs> And we'll
0: get into Kadri more in a bit. Uh, Colin brings up an interesting point. If Landy does seven million, how does Burra ask for six point five? You have to remember, as AJ has said on the show, supposedly if Landy hit free agency, there were teams with eight million dollars on the table for Landy.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the eighth the eighth year is what closed the money gap on uh, for for Scott.
0: Yeah, so you know, without getting too much into speculation on term and money, there's going to be a balance there at six. I do it in a heartbeat. If it's less than six. Yeah. Don't even think about it. Sign it on the dotted line at that point for me, but there are other options always as well. You, you have to, uh, you have to look at everything for sure. If, if, if there's someone the Avs really like that they're targeting in free agency or potentially a trade down the line, maybe that makes Burra more expendable to them. So that's just kind of a reality. Either way, when the Avs do get around to signing their top six free agents, make sure you got yourself a Breckenridge Hard Company Seltzer to have a little drink. Pour one out if they leave, you know, one way or another. It'll take care of you. AJ, I, I know you're not a huge alcohol guy, but as the man who's carried $100 of seltzers in his car
1: up to Canada,
0: which one do you recommend?
1: Um, Of the seltzers, there's actually several of them that I like. Yeah. Um, I was one of the ones who liked honeydew, so. All
0: right, AJ's a weirdo, confirmed. Yeah.
1: I did I did like the um what was the one that Harrison kept stealing and I couldn't get to.
0: The oh, peach. Yeah, peach, yeah. Yeah, the peach. I actually did
1: really like the peach.
0: All right. So Harrison was stealing it for good reason then.
1: Yeah, he was super into him that night and he was and I was just like, "Bro, come on. Share <laughs> the wealth a little bit."
0: <laughs> Either way, you can find it if you're in the States at a local liquor store near you. Keep an eye out for their beer as well. Use the Breck Beer Locator online. Of course, you can always find the beer on tap down at the DNBR bar. Uh, A great place to go to watch football as well as DraftKings Sportsbook right now is doing great deals with the NFL being back. Yes, it's just preseason right now, but uh, let me tell you, I have heard a lot about Drew Locke versus Teddy Bridgewater for it being just preseason.
1: I tell you what, I'm so excited for the Broncos to have a legit starting quarterback just so these people have something else to talk about.
0: Yep. Because would, the Broncos quarterback
1: has dominated Denver's talk sports talk radio for like five years. Yep. It's been, uh, it's been
0: pretty nonstop. And right now, if you want to, $200, essentially for free, all you have to do is bet $1 on any Week 1 NFL game. Don't even have to win. Don't even have to wait. The second you put $1 on any Week 1 NFL game, as long as you use code DNVR on a new account, you get $200 in free bets immediately. Right off the bat, they just give you 200 bucks. With a new account. I look, let me tell you, I've had an account. Went and hit up the significant other, was like, We gotta make you account. Use code DNBR. I'll put some bets on it. Just to get two hundred dollars of free bets into an account. Do what you gotta do. Hit some but hit somebody up. Get a new account created get the $200 just to mess around with on free bets. You can bet on anything with that 200 bucks. doesn't have to be football either. Whatever sport suits your fancy, go on in on it and win yourself some money because it's $200 to just to, just to do whatever you want with. If you lose it, it's not like you actually lost anything. It's free money. So win, win, I suppose you have fun either way. And they now have same game parlays as well. So if you like a couple of random, maybe you like the over and, and one team to win, you can put it in a parlay. Maybe you like uh, a quarterback throwing for over however many yards they got. Feeling good about a game, You feeling good about some vibes, you can make a big amount of money with their parlay. So drow- download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DNBR to receive $200 in free bets when you place $1 bet on any week one game. Again, be sure to use the DNVR code so you get the free 200 bucks. It's for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. All right. So, we've talked a little bit about Berkey. The Kadri situation is uh, the same in that he's at the end of his deal, but quite a bit different when you look at it contractually. There is certainly an argument that Kadri was on one of the better team-friendly deals in the league for a two-center. Easily. And and there's there's a much bigger conversation in certainly the Avs' fan base, at the very least, of what actually is Kadri's value. Now, we'll probably save some of this stuff on our deeper dive on Kadri for tomorrow. But on the whole with Kadri, right now, today, the Avs don't have anyone to effectively replace him at 2C yet. Mm-hmm. So, how much of this is a... Let's wait and see what the abs have in New Hook.
1: <clears throat> it plays a role. Um, the problem the problem with that is that as of this particular moment, we're not gonna get a look at Alex Newhook as a center in the NHL this year.
0: Barring injuries and
1: other things, right? As of this moment, assuming health going into training camp, Alex Newick's not likely to play very much center, and if he is, it's in a fourth line role. And that's where that's where you're, you know, even if he plays all year on the fourth line at four C, you you, how comfortable are you letting Kadri just leave for free? And being like, okay, well, New Hook has the job now. You know, like there would have yeah, to be yeah. it would be it would be a big swing. Uh, to, to 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 try and just project that new hook is like ready to go. Yeah. It's it
0: not only is it is it very hard to project new hook there, um I think part of the reality is and look I think both sides of this argument swing the pendulum too far in either direction but Kadri certainly brings something that most of the abs forwards don't uh certainly Newhook doesn't in in some physicality and some uh, a little bit of fire to his game I guess you
1: could put it that way he plays he plays with an edge yeah Sure. There's there's a, the a sandpaper paper, there's a sandpaper element to to Kadri. The problem, the problem is obviously when he goes over yeah. the line and he, he goes head
0: Seven game suspension and, in the playoffs anymore,
1: but yeah, you have you have a huge problem because they threw the book at him last year and only him, and now he's got that reputation as that guy. Like he had there was there was oh is he gonna is he gonna do something stupid never really came close to it his first year in colorado um we just didn't see it and then and then last year he was fine
0: up until reason,
1: yeah. up, up until he decided to smoke justin falk for no reason and it was it was selfish and stupid and he had to sit and watch his team get bounced like badly struggle to replace him in their next series it's uh, there's a risk. I mean, you have to right. every every shift. Nazem Kadri could do something stupid that ends up with him with a long term suspension.
0: If he if he catches another dude in the head, he's getting twenty games. Like, let's be real,
1: right? And if he does it in the postseason, you once again are going to watch your sip shink, uh, ship sink. Ship sink. Because you don't have him, gone. Yeah, you don't have that guy. We didn't really get into it too much because it's 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 impossible to know what kind of difference he would have made in the Vegas series. But, but Tyson Jost wasn't yeah,
0: it. We know Tyson Jost was not an effective two C. Yeah,
1: Tyson Jost and JT Confer could not replace Nazem Kadri if in in that role. He just couldn't do it, and right now, they don't have anybody that they have any confidence in to do that, and that's that's where this conversation starts is can you trust him to make responsible decisions that won't get him, you know, thrown, thrown out of essentially the black ball during the season?
0: Right, won't turn him into dead
1: cap almost, but it's because that's your that's my biggest concern it has nothing to do with with his play on the ice which I think is fine yep the last year he was a case of extremes but you know it was the oh he went 20 games without a goal well he shot six and a half percent last year all right like for a guy for a guy who has in his his career is 11.2 percent he shot almost half of that. That's on 170, 170 shots on norm,
0: goal. For sure going to return to the norm. He had
1: 170, 170 shots on goal in 56 games. If he, if he just produces 170 shots on goal in 82 games, he will be a 20-goal scorer this year. That will come back up. Yep. He's not going to shoot 6.5% again. It's just it, he's been too good of a shooter in his career. This is a thing that happens to guys sometimes randomly. It's happened to him. And when it happened to him, he bounced back with back to back 30 goal seasons. So it's the big thing is, is if he if he mostly plays the same way that he did last year, he'll be fine. Now there were some issues, despite what the numbers will all say and all of that, you know, his underlings were just okay. They weren't they weren't great, they weren't awful, they were all right. But there were some there were some problems, you know, there were some try hard issues there were some
0: certainly especially in the middle of his slump you could see the body language of him just completely right.
1: fall apart yeah he was super frustrated and yeah. he i don't think he worked his way through those you know for a guy that's been in the league for 10 years he didn't work his way through those struggles in a really like meaningful meaningfully positive way he he was a guy that kind of just gave in to his worst basic instincts, the more frustrated he got. Yep. And it's, I would say that's a little disappointing just given that he has literally lived through that before. Yeah. You know, like in, in 2015,
0: he two lived through it yeah. in
1: 2015, 16 also shot six and a half percent, but on 260 shots in 76 games, it was it was just a strange Nazem Kadri experience. Yeah. So I think I think statistically he's in he's due for a pretty real bounce back. I'm not too concerned about Nazem Kadri underperforming this year. It's been a little bit of slippage, as you would expect as a guy gets into his 30s. Yeah, he's true. not going to be.
0: But it's like not a he's not cratering or anything.
1: Exactly. He's not falling apart. He hasn't hit that. He hasn't hit an obvious wall yet. Maybe this year he does. Like maybe that's how it goes: is that he slipped just a little bit, and then bam, he slams into the wall, and Nazem Kadri's done as an NHL player. If that happens, Colorado's in trouble. They're not screwed.
0: Um, but it also can, makes their decision easy about extending him potentially yeah, as
1: well. <laughs> and that's that's the other thing. I don't again like with Burakovsky. I don't think that there's any real real rush to do this right now. I would say with Borovsky, there are significantly better reasons to do it right now. With Kadri, there's almost none. You don't want to you don't want to give him a deal and then watch him go out and in Game Seven run a dude and he misses 35 games to suspension and you know then anything any any questionable hit the rest of that guy's career is in he's in deep trouble like deep trouble. Yep.
0: Well, and to Chad's point here, saying that there could be an issue between the years that Nas has always has had issues with the red mist a little bit. It's that was kind of a known issue going into it with him. Yeah, so that's not any of a big surprise. I saw someone earlier in chat also mention uh, Pierre Edward Belmar has gone right now. Nazem Kadri is the face-off guy in Colorado.
1: Yeah, so they're definitely that's an area I would say has disappointingly just never really improved for Nathan McKinnon. Yep. Uh, he got a he had a big jump last year all the way up to 48 and a half yep. to where he's that's
0: not actively hurting the team in the faceoff dot at least. Yeah.
1: Right. It's just not good enough. Um Jost in his first, like in his in his most complete time as a center, got better as the year went on. He was deep into the thirties early in the year, and he got it all the way up to forty six point eight. Great. He bounced back. It got better for him. That needs to get better. Both of those guys continue have to continue to get better. Fifty percent is is not the goal, right? Okay, if you are fifty percent and face offs, you are still not very good at them. You want to be more like fifty two. And if you're really, really, really good, you're in, like, the 56 to 60 range.
0: If you're a monster,
1: yeah. So, we saw Kadri had a... Kadri slipped there last year as well. He did. He he, he did drop down to to more, like, 52 um, from the previous couple of years where he'd been 55 and 56. But... He also gets kicked out of a ton of face-offs. Like, yeah,
0: they kicked him out
1: a lot. Like, there will be there will be times where he gets ready to take a face-off, and the, the linesman just, like, looks at him, and you're like, it's coming.
0: Yeah, the, he does nothing wrong, and the dude just gets yeeted out of the circle. It's but,
1: interesting. And when we get back into the locker rooms, if that happens... Definitely a topic in your mind. <laughs> I would definitely be curious to ask him... <laughs> What's up with you and Linesman? <laughs> they just don't
0: like you, or what?
1: Yeah, like, do you shit talk their moms, or like, what's up, man? Because <laughs> they just throw you out of face-off circles for sport. Um, regardless of all that, though, uh, I'm they they need they need a smoother performance out of Kadri this year. Some consistency for sure. The extremes last year were they were tough, man, because it was. It was just too much. Like he had the slow start yep. where it wasn't, it, it It was okay. It
0: was like eight games, nine games. And then that second line just absolutely went bonkers for like five games. Yeah.
1: Where it was like, it was like 12 points in five games or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like all those guys, all of a sudden all their numbers look fine. Yep. And you're like, all right, well, okay. That, that, that was a, a slow start. And then he continued like it was. Yeah. He had a, it was it solid through February, out, right? yeah. And he was awesome through March. And then after that, it just all fell apart. Yep.
0: Yep. It, there was no uh, middle ground there. It was either hot as hell or ice cold. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, was... it's it's tough. I mean, he went the entire month of April without scoring a goal.
0: Yep. That's. We'll, we'll talk about this a little bit more. First of all, you don't want to treat meat like the way Nazem Kadri treats Justin Falk's head, all right? Don't just blast it into oblivion, all right? Don't do that. That's bad. What you want to do is go get yourself some Hassle Cattle Company Wagyu, and when you pick that up, You don't have to do anything to that meat. Just cook it a little bit, and it'll be absolutely delicious. In fact, if you don't want to cook it at all, just come to the DNBR bar and get the Wagyu beef burger because they'll cook it for you. Make it delicious. Yeah, I had you going, Chat. I know I had you going. All right. But we're talking about Hassle Cattle Company right now. The code DNBR10 gives you 10% off. If you, you spend over $200, you can get yourself a free shipping plus... Hassle is giving away a $200 gift card and cooler to one lucky winner. You see how that works. You can win a $200 gift card, get yourself a bunch of meat for free shipping. All you have to head to is the DNVR Sports Twitter page and click the link to our pinned tweet. It's free. You can win money and a fantastic cooler. And you get notified about all of their best deals. So why not? great stuff haslecattlecompany.com h a s s e l l cattlecompany.com go get the meat you've been looking for uh, and then hit up stravacraft coffee as well you can get 25% off with them on your first order when you use code d n v r 25 online uh, it's a cbd infused coffee that's great it helps with joint pain other aches and pains migraines ibs all sorts of awesome stuff if you're uh, if you're struggling a little bit with that straw craft can definitely help you out there you can get the cold brew if cold brew is your style down at the dnvr bar um, that's that's got you covered for any of your cbd needs if you're looking for your your proper cannabis needs that's when you head on over to solace meds just a couple blocks away from the bar they also have locations in uh port collins and wheat ridge as well so check them out they got you covered they have numbers of different deals in store ranging from 15 to 25 percent off including a DNBR favorite they're dixie elixirs you can get two for 30 bucks uh everyone uh seems to love those thanks to d-line blame him he he rolls around with his uh box of hassle cattle company meat and a a dixie elixir and just hooks everybody up sometimes so if you're going online with d-line you need your dixie basically uh, you can head to any location to get 20% off when you use code at DNVR20 as well with Solace Meds. You can also order online for pickup at solacemeds.com. So check them out today. More great stuff. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Kadri uh, will be 31 at the start of this season. So this is not quite the same situation that Berikovsky is in. Um, it, you, Berkovsky will be 27 when he's a free agent, right in the prime of his career. Krad- Kadri probably a little bit past that point. Uh, that isn't to say he won't get paid. That isn't to say there isn't a team out there that won't be willing to pay him a lot if things go well this year. But... Thirty-one is something to consider, right? You you start talking about how you were okay with a six-year deal on Berkey. Six-year deal is not going to fly with Cadre. No. Just not reality. No. And and, you know we're we're looking into the crystal ball a little bit here, so things are going to depend on how he plays this year a little bit, but. Honestly, anything more than like a three-year deal would start to look a little spooky to me.
1: Uh, yeah, I think I think where he what he should be doing is looking at kind of the uh, the contract route that uh, Paul Stasny followed. Sure, um, because Stasny was in a similar situation. Where he hit UFA uh, about thirty one, thirty two, mm-hmm. and he took a he got three years and six and a half million. Uh, yep. Now I don't think I don't think Kadri I don't think Kadri is going to be able to pull that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I I struggled to see him. The production that- just isn't quite there the same way it was.
1: Yeah, that would have to like the the production would have to be there. It would he would have to go back to a previous level. He'd have to have a twenty eight goal year or something yeah, like that,
0: flirting with sixty points kind of stuff. at That point, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I don't think it's all, all that unrealistic that he resigns in Colorado, though. I it's it's just a matter of you know he can't pull any nonsense in the postseason. The problem, the real problem is, is replacing him. Um, if he signs for the similar rate that he's on right now, the four and a half, I think that's a pretty fair rate for the player that he is currently. So he spent most of his prime underpaid. And that was part of the appeal when the ads got him four and a half for three years for two C they've been getting good value at that position. I think that that's probably about the caliber b- appropriate for the caliber of player he is right now, but you know does we'll, <laughs> a lot of sense to me right now. um there's a lot of guys who are a lot of guys who have gotten some contracts that I just don't understand so
0: yeah on on both sides of that. That ball too, right? There's there's guys that have been significantly overpaid and also guys that you don't feel like have been with a, a Brandon Saad signing for $4.5 Yeah. So it, it can kind of go both ways a little bit there. But with Kadri specifically, um, well, actually not with Kadri specifically. I With Kadri and Burakovsky specifically, one, is it reasonable that the Avs can bring back both of them? Because that's going to be probably two cost increases when they're um, looking down the barrel of signing guys like McKinnon, Byram, to extensions.
1: Yeah, so it's still like you want to you keep in mind a guy like Byram, but we know that they've got the MAC money already. Just or because with EJ, yeah. Yeah, with EJ's expiration, you know that they've got that money already. But with Byram, I mean, you aren't looking at Giving Byram a massive contract, like realistically, because Byram's not going to play a top role for you, he would have to put up some pretty crazy numbers in a depth ish type role to to continue uh, or to 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 justify a large second contract. I think he's. I think Byram's second contract is a lot more likely to be. Like a, a two year deal at like three million dollars or something. Maybe the Ryan Graves deal, the three years at three million dollars. Where it's it's kind of a a bridge deal where he gets paid a little bit, but isn't uh isn't like star money because he's not really a star player yet.
0: Sure. Then the breakout opportunity contract, basically. Yeah, like
1: there's, you know, the I think three years is probably too long for a bridge for those types of young guys. I think two years makes more sense, and the Avs have been very comfortable with two year deals. You look at really since the Comer contract, they've been giving out two year deals left and right. So, I am, I think, I think with Byram, you're not, you're not like, I don't, I don't think when you look at the Kadri Burakovsky thing, you're worrying too much about uh, not having the money for a guy like Bowen Byram. I just, I'm just i not worried about that. And if you have that problem, we just saw through the entire offseason, you can always true. dump money if you need Dumping to. Dumping
0: money is not difficult in this league, for sure. It's too,
1: it's too easy to do right now. Uh, there's always going to be rebuilding teams that are going to be like, give us your bad money. For like a draft for draft picks. picks.
0: Thank you very much. John. Yeah,
1: exactly. So for like, you just don't worry about don't worry about the Bowen Byram stuff at all. Um, it's just not. He's he's got to start to do. He's got to do something on the ice to justify big money, and I I don't know that he's going to have the enough of a significant enough of a role in order to to do that. Um. Right now, I. I think you look at it, they have $28.5 million in cap space for next year. Um, let's just say that they take up 10 dollars half of that. Would you do that combined? It doesn't really matter what the specifics yes. are. Let's say they combine for 10 dollars half Yes, I would do that. Me too. Where's your line? Where Where do you say too much?
0: I think... Is it 13 Yeah, 13 is too much. Uh, okay. I think 11 and a half probably would be for the, the, the both of them. 11 and a half, you get Berkey at six, six and a half maybe, and Kedry at five or five and a half, depending. Okay. Like, yeah, 12 is so really be hard, but I, I so maybe
1: 12. It sounds like 12 then, because 12 makes you 12, 12 right. is where you're, you're uncomfortable. You're
0: just uncomfortable enough that. Both sides are happy. <laughs> yeah.
1: So it sounds like it sounds like okay, because I twelve is where I was too. Twelve sure. is, is too much for me. Hmm. Twelve is where I stop. Sorry. That's yeah. Twelve point one is too much for me.
0: There you go. Twelve point zero 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 one
1: dollar and AJ says absolutely not. Right. I tell him <laughs> to get that hell out. <laughs> That's so. what we're we're calling Vince Trocheck. You know, or Yeah. On the super super off chance that Sean Couturier makes it to market, or
0: it's another year, and you call up Calgary and ask him if they want to get out of the Calgary zone yet?
1: <laughs> Yo, Johnny Gaudreau's free agent next year. There you go. There's there's not nine and a half million dollars you can throw at somebody. <laughs> That'd be a he's, choice. He's soft enough. The piles of money would just bounce right off of him, and. <laughs> He would just curl up a little ball, cuddle it. What a wild. I mean, that.
0: Trying to gauge that dude's aging curve is impossible. You just have no idea how how Gaudreau is going to age in
1: this league. Yeah. Yeah. And if you look at on paper, next year's UFA class is actually fun. Guys like Hurdle and Barkov, Philip Forsberg, Johnny Gaudreau, Patrice Bergeron, even at his age. Claude Giroux, Phil Kessel, Max Domi, Andre Palat, Mika Zavanjajad. On paper, it's a super yeah. fun class.
0: UFA is always fun in August, man. By yeah. the time it gets to the next, that's year, right. All those dudes are signed. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> you go back to you go back and you look at uh, you look at all these different uh, no. Kachuk is still RFI. Yeah, they signed him. Uh, you go back and you look at you look at all the um, this this most recent draft or this most recent free agency class, which wasn't supposed to be any good, and got a huge boon from buyouts. Yep, and it still wasn't really that good. The open market still was really.
0: There were no, I mean, Dougie Hamilton was the biggest actual free agent probably, which, yep. look, Dougie's great, but he's not like a superstar or anything. Well, and like
1: Dougie is a legit, uh, like Dougie's a legit high-end free agent, like a true high-end free agent. Almost none of those guys that I listed are high-end players anymore. Right. But, like, Tomas Hurdle and Mika Zabannan, like, I love watching those guys. And they would be, like, Hurdle especially would be great in Colorado. But that's your second-line guy. You know, like, you're not talking about a high-end dude Right. That's The the perfect fit is Sean Couturier, where he could could come in and he could do what he does defensively and be the perfect complement to Nathan McKinnon. Yep. But it wouldn't be a... It's not realistic. Philly's not letting that cat leave. He's not hitting the market, and then even if he did, there are going to be teams that would be able to outbid Colorado for that guy. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's just it's it's reality. you look at you look at Kadri, and it's just really difficult to to try and replace that position. You really have to hope that New Hook lives up to it. That Newhook yeah. does it.
0: Two C's and are hard to come by.
1: He's got to do it quickly.
0: Yeah, he. I mean, realistically, Newhook has to settle into a second line role this year for the Yabs to be the best team that they can be. It's just their best.
1: Their best version involves uh, has Newhook competing for the Calder. Yep. So
0: if yeah. uh, if he's not at least competent in a top six role boy the trade deadline could be interesting put it that way
1: yeah we'll we'll see man i'm there are so many games to be played between now and then i i
0: I, again as i said earlier in the show we're we're in the crystal ball here a little bit but well
1: i think the trade deadline is after uh the olympic break as well so you have all those games to get through too yeah a, That's
0: a long way off,
1: dude. <laughs> That's if, if we even get all, all that way, and all these games to actually get played. COVID doesn't come back with vengeance.
0: All right, so our chat has Team Cadre and Team Badgery.
1: Um, I mean, I think I'm Team Cadre, I just
0: for the right price.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think uh I don't know. I don't I don't think he's really a dirty player. I just He's obviously done some really stupid shit in his career. Yep. Like indefensibly stupid shit. I don't really think of him as dirty though.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't think he's dirty either. In 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 that sense that he's actively looking to do Shitty things to people. I don't think yeah, he's dirty. Same. Um but you know, he's also gotta stop cleaning dudes clocks in the middle of place. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I he's a he's a complicated dude. Guys like that are really just they're comp they, they produce complicated feelings. Yep. Where a lot of a lot of guys, it's like, oh, this guy's good, or this guy's. It's
0: hard to be in the middle on a guy like that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it's it's tough. Yeah, like nobody's arguing otherwise that he didn't call that he didn't hurt the abs that he didn't hurt Toronto with the the postseason suspensions. He's absolutely hurt both of those teams.
0: But as we're going over the. Uh, Barring a wild scenario where New Hook ends up at center and breaks out there, Kadri, you kind of live with that stuff because it's hard to replace him.
1: It's really hard to replace. Um, yeah, two C's are just, I mean, do you remember the abs before Kadri?
0: Yeah, 2C oh. was just absolutely the biggest gap in their lineup for yeah. years.
1: Well, and then you look at the Vegas series without him, and you look at just they just didn't have an answer for William Carlson. They just didn't they didn't have an answer there. They got nothing out of that group. Yep. So yeah, you know, Brandon Brandon saw scoring a couple of a couple of very fortunate goals wasn't wasn't quite enough, but. There yeah. were there were a lot of there were a lot of things that happened in that yeah, Vegas series. There. Of course, there's a lot
0: of angles there, but
1: it was like uh, that. That series is like the from Monty Python, the Holy Grail, when they's like chopping arms off that one dude, and he's like, it's just a flesh wound. And at some point, he's like, he's got like no arms and legs. That was that was kind of that was kind of the AB series against Vegas, where it's not it wasn't really paper cuts. It was just like whole limbs getting whacked off. Where you're just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean oh, this is so frustrating i'm I'm,
0: tr- I'm trying to think like was there any free agent this year on the forward side that you would have rather had than Kadri
1: um maybe sod like that I would have taken instead of Kadri I would yes. not even not even, not soft, even soft. Yeah. just so- because just again, that's positional value right, right there because Sad Sad is not a center. Well,
0: so, I, again, I'm just reiterating the point of you can't even really replace Kadri in free agency when it's a weak class like that. Yeah, it's really hard to find guys
1: like that. Yeah, most of the most of the two centers are guys that you have to yeah denote. Denote doesn't score though. Like, all of the Phil Deneau people ignore that he does not score. Like, Phil Deneau is a... <laughs> he, he is entirely reliant upon his linemates to generate offense.
0: Nazem Kadri outscored Phil Deneau by eight points and more than doubled his goals last year, for the record.
1: Yeah, Phil Deneau's career high in goals in a season is thirteen. Yep. So I don't know. I don't know that I would rather have had Phil and Rnh would have been interesting. That he didn't hit the market, so they never had a chance. Yeah. But he, that would have been an interesting conversation because the
0: contract he signed. I'd have loved that.
1: But. Well, and and Rnh has always been a much better defensive player than you would think for Give a guy credit. his size. Yeah. Yeah. Um but I don't I don't know like I don't know if I would rather have him than Kadri. Kadri also brings an element like Nugent Hopkins makes them easier to play against. Yep. Um he he's, and he's Kadri,
0: Kadri he's soft.
1: <laughs> and that's where that's where Kadri is again this is complicated because You love the physicality. You love the edge. You love the attitude. You love that he's so feisty and competitive and wants to get after it. Krejci is another interesting answer. Definitely interesting. At thirty six or thirty seven, it's like maybe for a year. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's a definitely
0: a short term thing.
1: It's a. It's definitely. It's definitely a band aid. Um, but it's a really good band aid. It's Flex Seal. Slap (laughs) it right on there, and you're good. That's a lot of damage. My favorite, my favorite is to cut the boat in half. Yeah, I, just, I love put cut a screen the screen door in half, at the bottom of this boat. Oh, dude, that thing kills me. <laughs> um, anyway,
0: are the abs a, a boat with a screen door in it without Cadre? Is that? <laughs> what <we're playing>
1: here? <laughs> I, it, they're definitely worse without him in this version. But this is where you're hopeful for New Hook. Like, you're hopeful that New Hook lives up to that to potential? That until it
0: shows up. Yeah,
1: yeah. but but even even if, like, what kind of season does New Hook have to have for you to be comfortable replacing Kadri? I saw somebody in here say, well, if New Hook gets 50 points, then you just do that. Yes! Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely! Uh, it's,
0: it's, it's Very easy be, to do. It's got to be at least 35, right? <sighs>
1: Yeah, and what kind of role would he have to play to, that would make you comfortable saying, okay, he's ready to, you know, we'll take the chance with him on the second line?
0: I mean, I, as a non-center, I'd start him there, obviously. But mm-hmm. if you're looking at him to replace Kadri at center, I mean, you need him to <clears throat> have a... At, at some point in the year, he has to break out offensively. Like, let's be honest. If you're considering hook at 2C, you're not expecting a lot of defense out of him. Um, but when it comes to replacing Kadri, you want a consistency, really.
1: Mm. You don't
0: want him to have one hot month.
1: It's going to be it, tough.
0: Yeah, Of course it is. As a rookie in the league, it's going to be nearly impossible. So, I, I <laughs> Again, we keep coming back to and reiterating Kadri's value in that sense, assuming you know he plays a little bit more consistently as well this year. But
1: yeah, streakiness is also just a common thing for non top line players in the NHL just to just to point that out. I saw there was a comment earlier in chat that came during an ad break, but mentioned that sod is sod is more consistent and so i used that ad break just to check it out um and you know brandon sod had eight, had had three separate six game stretches last year two of which he scored no points at all in those six game stretches and the other one we had one one assist yep
0: you remember he started so unbelievably cold
1: 18 he had 18 games last year that came in s- Three yep. different six-game stretches where he had one point. Spread so, them out
0: instead of Kadri doing it twenty straight. But
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: um, I would. So put, I, I would not put Newhook in the bumper spot in a million years. You want Newhook playing high in the zone, off the wall. It, yeah. Any
1: anybody that's watched where he has succeeded yeah, in college yeah. and in the AHL, <laughs> he needs to. What 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 he gets is on the second power play unit. He's on. He's in McKinnon's spot where he's like that second guy that's high in the zone, and then he gets. He kind of gets the puck. He skates in, and then he shoots it and beats a goaltender. Yep. He scored how many goals like that in college and in the AHL? It was like go. all of his AHL goals. You can
0: go, I dropped his highlights on Saturday, I think, or Friday. Anyway, check out the other our dnbo sports Two youtube channel all of new hooks highlights on there and you'll watch him score that goal like 12 times it's ridiculous yeah
1: that's that's his shot you don't want to put him on the bumper you want to put him right in there
0: yep so yeah and it's it's one of those things that's going to be balanced with new hook right like opportunity needs to be given to a certain extent but it also needs to be earned to a certain extent Mm -hmm. so he'll get some if he plays well He'll get more, and right.
1: Well, and we saw we saw he survived. I was actually going yeah. through the Vegas series earlier today for a piece that I'm writing um, about Tyson Jost and like his importance to the team next year because we're starting to do our previews and stuff. So, yep. a lot more written content is coming out. It um, creeps
0: up on you, man.
1: As I was as I was going through those series numbers, I was like, you know, Alex and Alex Newhook like wasn't great. He didn't. He wasn't exceptional or anything. It's just he he did okay. Like he was he was all right. And and you consider that he was a, a fresh rookie, you know, playing in the postseason against a team like Vegas. It's crazy, man. Yep. Um, he he did okay for himself. It was it was acceptable. But,
0: uh, and I I think that's the big takeaway for me is look. What we saw out of New Hook last year makes me confident that he is an NHL player right no, now. Easily. But it's, how it's, high does that why, go this year? I don't know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. His play in the postseason last year is absolutely why I have not really considered him not
0: being in the lineup. Essentially, Yeah.
1: I, I always have gone out of, to make sure that when we have these conversations about the lineups that new hook is a is is part of it because I just don't think that this is going to be I think it's going to be like Byram last year you know Byram Byram showed up and it was like we got to get him in the lineup you know they gave him a little bit of time off because he he'd been at WJC's and so they gave him like a week to chill and practice and get up to speed and then they were like go play go 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 yep and I think that's where it's going to be with new hook this year they want they want him in there they want to they want to find a spot for him I, we don't know what it looks like, but I imagine they have a specific role in mind yep. for him right yep. now. Yep. So um, New Look's not gonna be any good at face offs. No rookie, rookie ever
0: has is. never been. Yeah.
1: Like go go look at go look at all of the top face off guys in the NHL, and you'll see early in their careers at some point struggled. It's
0: just Sidney Crosby was forty five percent his first year.
1: So. Well, I mean, you consider even like – look at a guy like Ryan O'Reilly who's an awesome face-off guy. Yep. 47% his rookie year.
0: Yep. Rookies are just not good at face-offs, full stop.
1: You need to get crushed in your rookie season. Uh, and that's – and the longer you put it off, the worse it gets. Like yeah. you have to go through that. That's why the whole Tyson Jost thing is frustrating because it's like had Tyson Jost gotten put at center two years ago – and they just lived or died with however it went, right? He'd
0: have been better, faster, He'd have, yeah.
1: Exactly, because the only way that you get better at faceoffs is by doing them. There isn't like a basically nobody shows up and is just good at them. And I'm sure, I'm sure somebody will be. Able, now that I've said this, somebody will find somebody who, in his rookie year, was great. At, I mean, Sean Couturier had five years under fifty percent. Wow that that kind of shocks me. But it's like the face-offs are just like one of those things. Rookies are bad at them; they they're bad at them. They get crushed, and you just you just kind of have to figure it out as you go along. <laughs> yeah, it's but if you put that work in, you can get good at them. Like we we joke about McKinnon being awful at them, but you look at a guy like Matt Shane forty four percent in his in his rookie year, and then he was just kind of like a fifty ish percent guy. He was acceptable at them. And then he, right at the end of his Avs tenure, took a big leap. He's very good at it now. So that's a – if you put the work in and you care about doing it, you can be good at them.
0: No doubt about it. It's – and just to to kind of wrap up the point, there are a million other things rookies are working on. Face-offs is pretty low on the list usually.
1: Yeah. As far
0: as adjusting to the NHL is concerned. So
1: it's interesting Horvat was good at it his rookie year because he hasn't gotten significantly better since. He had the one he had one outstanding year. Otherwise, he's just been solid at them. All right. That's a weird that's actually a weird like face off trend that a guy is good at him in his rookie year, as a teenager no less, and then just doesn't get better.
0: I I also now have a uh, a trivia question for tomorrow night. Which avs rookie has the highest uh faceoff percentage?
1: Unfortunately, the data doesn't go very far back. It doesn't. Like I, like I can't even look at Patrice Bergeron's rookie season.
0: Yeah. It doesn't go that far back, but that's okay. That'll make the question unanswerable.
1: In any case, <laughs> that'll make the Come to trivia night where Rudo actively looks to make the questions unanswerable.
0: <laughs> All right. I think we are about done. Any final thoughts here on Berkey and Kadri, AJ? I know we got a little sidetracked with New Hook there, but
1: <clears throat> uh I don't think so, man. I Berkey Berkey's dope. I think they really—if they gave us a thing tomorrow that said he signed a new five-year deal—I think you and I would be. Oh, you're 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 the other way. We'd be
0: the mirrored.
1: uh... How's my hand? There it is. (laughs) I could just use this hand, Jesus! I don't know why I try to go across my body. What are you? Like this,
0: like this, yeah, like that. There we go. We're we're old now. I think we're officially old based on that move. So.
1: (laughs) Look, we would be very excited, is what I'm saying. If they, if we got a thing that said that the Abs had signed Kadri to a new five year deal tomorrow, we'd be like,
0: <laughs> "Interesting." What? Taking him till he's 36, basically. Are,
1: are we sure? <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely so, two two yeah. different scenarios. A little bit for sure. Um, yeah
1: but we're going to talk about Cadre tomorrow yep. more tomorrow cuz he is a hot topic for us.
0: Yeah, we'll dive in depth a little bit more on Cadre's numbers and things like that. So
1: tune into that tomorrow.
0: For today, we're going to get out of here. Thank you everyone for watching, listening, consuming the podcast however you may. We appreciate it a ton. Be sure to like and subscribe here on YouTube. Likes especially. I there's over 100 of you in here and likes do a lot for us to get the algorithm going. So much appreciated if you like the video. Uh Other than that, though, we are done, and we will talk to you beautiful people tomorrow.